Welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. I'm your host, Grant, and today we have another episode of our Going Deeper series where we are giving you content that is hopefully going to help you go deeper in your relationship with God. And today we have an incredible, incredible guest on the show. Her name is Ngozi Maduagwu. She is on staff here at Crossroads Church in our pastoral care department. She's an incredible counselor and just a woman filled with so much wisdom. And uh, actually, a year ago, she wrote a blog right in the middle of COVID called The Dark Night. And it's just about going through dark seasons. And she had some incredible revelation from God that she shared. And so we're actually going to talk today about that very topic. And so if you want to read her entire blog, you can go to mycrossroads.org slash blog and click on The Dark Night. But let's get into today's episode with Ngozi. So last year you wrote a blog that we can now find uh, on our Crossroads website that was just so good. And it came from such a place of um, genuine authenticity in the moment. And I felt like it was exactly what people needed to hear. And it's actually uh, been a year since you've written that. And uh, so we just wanted to revisit that and just talk to you about what made you want to write this? Where was that coming from? Where did that revelation come from? And just kind of explain that a little bit to us. Yeah, so um, I'm sure everybody remembers last year, 2020 is the year that will be hard to forget. Yeah, And um, I found that there were so many similarities, especially in the month of uh, March, um, that I was finding in those moments when I was just pondering on, man, God, what's going on? And um, what what are you trying to speak to us as your people through this time? Mm-hmm. And I felt like the story of the Israelites the night before the exodus from Egypt, that just kept really stirring in my soul. And God just started pointing out how there were so many similarities. You know, think about it. The Israelites had been in slavery for over 400 years. I mean, you know, their ancestors had gone, but uh, most of the people that left Egypt, well, all of them, none of them really knew what the promised land was like. So Mm -hmm. they were totally in a slavery mindset. And, you know, here they are this night before they're leaving, and then the Passover hits. And all of the uh, firstborn in Egypt, you're hearing wails and cries from all the homes in Egypt, because in every home, the Bible says, someone died that night. Mm. But think about it for the Israelites. You know, as dark as that night was, they knew the next day they were going to be leaving. They were going to the promised land. They were going to have an opportunity to worship God in a way they had not done before. And so I felt like God was saying what looks like a dark night to the world. He wanted us as the church to get to the place where we could look for the light. We could mm-hmm. look for, find some hope to know that God's not going to leave us in this perpetual darkness. And so I was just pondering on that. But last year, Passover and Easter happened to kind of happen simultaneously. And I felt in that moment, he was saying, you know, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus is our Passover lamb, right? Well, Jesus was actually crucified Passover weekend. And so here you had that same night, that dark night, that Friday, when Jesus was arrested. Um, And you know, Grant, I was reminded that because Jesus was a rabbi, his disciples actually ate the Passover on Thursday. Mm. So that's why, because I would always count, I'm like, well, why do we say, you know, three days and Jesus rose? Because the night they had the meal was Thursday night. Mm. And so here's this dark night, Jesus is arrested. And, you know, the disciples are like, man, this Messiah that we've hung out with three and a half years that we thought he was going to have this revolution and just really restore Israel. Now our hope is lost. Mm. And so, 
but if they had remembered the things that he said, he, he prepared them. Mm-hmm. They had the word living with them, right? If they had remembered or really understood some of the things that he had said, I feel like they would have been more um, hopeful that this was just a passing phase, that his death was not the end of something. And so with that, um, when Courtney reached out to me and said, hey, you want to write a blog? I just knew immediately what I would write on because mm-hmm. these things had been stirring on my soul and there was in my soul and there was such a I felt like there was such a, a connection between the darkness of last season, last year, this time, and those two dark nights that the Bible records. But I felt that it was just, um, it was hope. It was an invitation for us to hope yeah. and to know that no matter how dark the night gets, for believers, for children of God, we have absolute um the absolute right to look forward for to, for the light. Yeah, that's so good. One of, one of my favorite uh, quotes from from what you wrote was, "If one is not careful, it could become easier to try to adjust one's perspective to see better in the night than to look for the hope of the light." And I just love that so much because it's so true. When we find ourselves in those dark nights, in those seasons of darkness. You know, it's it's kind of like when you're in a dark room, your eyes start to adjust mm-hmm. and you start to be able to see things that you couldn't have seen because your eyes are adjusting. And sometimes that's what happens when we're in the dark seasons of our life. Mm-hmm. Our eyes kind of adjust. And instead of looking for the hope, we just kind of say, well, this is just how it is. And we just kind of find ourselves kind of stuck in that. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that, that looking for hope and how believers always, you know, have hope to look forward to that light on the other side of the darkness. That's really powerful. Yeah. that I, I When I wrote it, I was like, wow, because um, the few places that I went, really the only place I went last year um, during the, the shutdown was to the store. And every time I went to the store, I saw, I just noticed a heaviness. I felt it. It was almost mm. like, you know, when they say dark, the darkness was so thick, you could cut it with a knife. I felt it last year. It was it was tangibly dark and heavy. And it got to a point where I felt like, no, this should not be, you know? <laughs> and I felt like God was saying, well, you need to release the light. Don't feel, don't believe what people are saying that this is going to, because at a point, nobody knew how long it was going to last. And so some people were saying, well, this is going to become the new normal. And I knew that things would never go back to the way that they were. But I also knew that God did not want us to live in a perpetual state of darkness and heaviness. And so I had to, in that moment, start looking for hope, like, God, what's the hope? And he said, the light is the hope. Mm -hmm. And we carry that light. But if we forget, you know, like you just said, we'll start to adjust our eyes to the circumstances of the darkness instead of looking forward to that hope, to that light. So... Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for people who are, are listening to this that are currently in a season of darkness, because we know that you know, we were all collectively kind of in that season last year, but, you know, time has passed, things have started to to begin to move forward. But there are still some people that maybe completely uh, not COVID related are going through dark seasons um, for whatever reason. So what are some, some practical ways, you know, we say, you know, look for the hope, you know, what are some ways that we can do that in, in our lives when we're going through those seasons? Yeah, that's awesome. So one thing I would say is don't socially distance. <laughs> I yeah. mean, um, the whole social distancing, it got to the point where I was like, you know, even saying that is wrong. We were physically distancing, right. but the last thing you want to do in a dark season is 
socially distanced. That's true. Now, I do say you got to be careful who you bring into your circle in that season because if you are looking for light, you don't want to bring someone that's bringing darkness. You know, you don't want to bring someone that's always talking about, ooh, the boogeyman in the closet. <laughs> you know, um, you want to bring people that you know are a little bit brighter than you are into your circle. You want to go to places that have a little bit more light than where you have. And so I just love the fact that our church, you know, as much as possible, we had content put out online. We had uh, for the kids, for the youth, for we had we tried to have age-appropriate content so that every youth, every age group was being reached, mm-hmm. you know, during that shutdown. But also, Pastor Jeff never let up. I mean, he was always preaching. He was always, you know, as much as possible trying to get us to the point where we would be comfortable to reopen. And so um, I say that just making sure that you are looking for people of light, you're looking for places of light. And if you're not a believer, um, man, I just, I feel that this, I don't like to say people should run to the light because of darkness, but man, what what a better, what better opportunity when things are so dark, that's when the light shines brighter. That's when you know if what the light is emanating is really true, right? I mean, um, I worked in the property department, so I know the difference between warm bulbs and cold, you know, cool temperature bulbs. Bulbs, and um, you know, there's certain um, places where you don't want a bulb that is so warm. You want a cooler temperature because it gives you a, a way of seeing things, a different perspective of seeing things. And so, I find that there, um, this season is a time. I say this is a church's finest hour. The darker the world yeah. is, you know, Isaiah 60 says, darkness covers the earth, gross darkness, the people, but God's glory rises on us. His light shines on us. And I feel that that's what he's saying, that as dark and heavy as this season has been, this is our time to shine. This is our time to show that, man, what God, who God says he is, he's legit, he's real. And the light that he brings can actually show you the way to joy, to peace, and to all the things that we really need today. Yeah, absolutely. So community is definitely one. Um, people and places, I would say that those would be the top things. And then, of course, for us as believers, the Word of God, because Jesus is the Word, right? And He's the light of the world. And so I found that the more of the Word I got into, the way this revelation just jumped out at me last year, I've read the story of the Exodus, I mean, years, and it never resonated with me as it did last year. I'd read about Passover, but I understood Passover last year better than I ever have. Because actually, last year was the first year since that first Passover that even the Israelites were shut in the same way they were that mm-hmm. original Passover night. And so were we. And so I really felt like the Word of God came alive in a way that it just it hadn't before. I mean, in every season, I know that God's Word is relevant, but I found a relevancy last year that I just had not experienced before. And mm-hmm. so, you know, community, people, places, the Word. Yeah, because, you know, there there are tons of stories in Scripture of people who went through those dark nights. And and by reading those, you know, we have to remember these aren't just fairy tales. That's right. These are historic events that actually happened, people that actually lived. This is a record of historic events. And so when you read stories like uh, like King David when he was on the run, or when you read stories like Job or even the Israelites, like you mentioned, these are all people who went through that dark night similar to whatever you're going through right now. 
and they made it out. Mm-hmm. And we can see, okay, we can learn from, okay, how did they make it out? Yeah. But we can also learn from how did they react in the moment? That's did good. they react poorly? You know, sometimes the Israelites reacted poorly. We can learn from that. Sometimes they they turned to God and, and they, you know, uh, reacted well and, and got closer to Him. We can learn from that too. You know, the, the mm-hmm. Psalms are such a place of of David being so real in, in his dark night. And some of those Psalms are very much anger. You know, yes. he's angry at God because he's acknowledging the hurt. But then he'll always say, but I know that you're still good, you know? And so I think that's also important is just to acknowledge if you're going through something right now, it's okay to say that. It's okay to acknowledge that that's real. It's okay to feel that hurt. And then like you said, finding community of people that will allow you to be real, but then also point you toward the light and not allow you to stay in that darkness. You know what I mean? That's good. Yes, that's so good. Uh, Another thing that I was thinking about um, as you were sharing that is that, you know, um, with the word, it's a lot of times we can get so... um, you know, we feel like we have to know everything, but sometimes it's just one word. Mm. Man, you just hold on to that one word and that one word sees you through. And, um, you know, for people that might not be so versed in, in scripture, I would just say, find your one word that you can hold on to. It, it doesn't have to be the whole Bible. You know, I feel like every word is essential for a moment. And so find your word that's essential for your moment. Um, and I feel like, you know, in some seasons, you might be on a keto diet and, you know, and then um, bread becomes the antichrist for you, right? <laughs> but in other seasons, the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, meaning there's a kind of life that comes from bread. And I know I had gone through a, a certain season where I was, on a, um, I was on a strict diet and I cut a lot of things out of my, my um, eating regimen, but I felt in another season, God was having me reintroduce things back in. And that just really gave me this expression of, man, life is, it's fluid. We don't have to think that this is the end all. So if things were dark or if I missed it in this moment in the way that I was reacting, it doesn't mean that I'm a failure. You know, the Israelites, I felt that's the one area that they missed it, that David got it. The fact that, hey, I was screaming at God yesterday, but today I know, you know what, God, you're still good. And that's why God called him a man after my own heart. He knew how to run to that mercy seat. He knew, yes, I'm in the cave today, but tomorrow God's promise is I will be king. And he he kept hoping for that promise. Um, so don't beat yourself up if you didn't go through right. um, your dark season you know, with elegance or with um, with class and grace, as a friend of mine says, but know that God's mercy and His grace are so beyond our our shortcomings and our own limitations that we put on ourselves. Yeah, I love that. You know, there is hope that we can look towards. And you know, I remember being in a, a dark night season of of myself, of my own, a couple years ago, and I just had to come to a place where I felt like I was just waiting. Like I was in this season of like, I wasn't hearing God's voice. I wasn't Mm -hmm. feeling his presence. And I was kind of waiting on that, but in like an angry sort of way, you know, but I just got to the place where I said, I'm not going to wait anymore. Even if I don't hear your voice, I'm still going to pray. Even if I don't feel your presence, I'm still going to worship. I'm going to pursue you because I know, like I know the light. I've seen the light. I know it's there. I'm just not in it right now. And I'm going to chase after that, you know? And I think that there's a lot of, um, power that comes in that when when God's 
when you don't feel God's presence, but you still pursue Him. Oh, man, that's so good, Grant. And you know what? That's what helped me through COVID because I had a long season like that from 2009, I think it was, till 2015, but I could even say till 2017. So I felt by the time COVID hit, I felt like I was a pro, <laughs> you know, not perfect, but the, the, I felt like I had been through such a dark season by myself for so mm-hmm. long that when I had the whole world going through this dark season together, I felt like, man, I'm going to help as many people, mm-hmm. you know, keep seeing the light because I thought we're all in this together. Those dark seasons that you go through on your own, I feel that they're equipping for times like this. Um, Someone, uh, a podcast I watched, they likened it, the difference between trouble and affliction. Something that's trouble, you have one particular moment or one particular event, and that's trouble. But affliction, you don't know when it's going to end. And um, they were saying that they feel like the church does better with trouble or with one particular incident that you know, okay, this is going on, we can handle this. But affliction, where you don't know how long it's going to last, Mm -hmm. how do you know if people are going to be there supporting you through it? And so I feel like last year, because because there was so much uncertainty of the timing, a lot of people lost hope, even believers that had you know, been strong in their faith. And I said, we really need to understand that um, anybody can fall. Anybody can, man, when affliction hits, it can take out even the, the strongest of kings and, and warriors. But if you're, like you said earlier, if you are making that commitment that I choose, I don't care how hard this gets, if I can't hear you, God, or if I don't feel you, I know that you're still God, so yeah. I'm going to keep on pushing and pressing till I see the light. And I feel like if we if we do that as um, individuals, then it catches on. Then the body starts to do it, and then the world starts to see. Man, there's something about that group of that group of people. They're so strong in spite of what's going on. There's a light. There's a joy. There's a peace that they have. And you know, it's not coming from yourself. It's coming mm-hmm. from something beyond. It's coming from a strength that you gain from past battles. Yeah. Not just from that in the moment. So I feel like my past dark nights helped me even go through COVID with such a grace that I might not have had if I hadn't been through that extended dark night season on my own. Absolutely. Yeah, I love, you know, the idea that that God always takes what the enemy means for evil and he turns it for good. And so all of that, whatever season you're in right now, the hope that you have is that you know that it one, it's not going to last forever. And two, when you're past that season, God's going to use whatever you're going through right now for something good. And it's such an incredible thing because the enemy is does things that he thinks is going to take us out, but God actually uses it to make us even stronger. That's right. And, and it's so, that's, so that's so encouraging when we're going through things to know that. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else that you had? Any, any final thoughts that you wanted to share on this topic? Yeah, well, so first of all, thank you (laughs) for letting me revisit this because it's almost exactly, I checked my email, I submitted this um, April 1st, so it's almost exactly a year um, since I wrote this, but to see where we've come in one year. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just sometimes we make permanent decisions based off of temporary facts. COVID is, was, but is a fact. The truth is, the Bible says that we are healed by the stripes of Jesus. 
economic depression, it's a fact. The truth is God supplies all of our need Mm -hmm. according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So I say that COVID, you know, all of the darkness of 2020, a fact. The truth is there's a light that is brighter than the darkness that we've seen. And, um, you know, a lot, there's been a lot of talk, Grant, about revival. It almost makes sense for the darkness of last year and this season to produce a harvest that is so great that um, the enemy will be sorry that he ever, you know, he ever tried yeah. to take us out with something so powerful. In quote, but um, it, it, not more powerful than God. And so I just, I just want to um, remind us that a year later, we are not where we were, and so I believe tomorrow we're not going to be where we are today. That's so true. Whatever you're going through right now, just know that what you're going through is real. It is difficult, but God is with you every single step of the way, and there is hope. It will not last forever. This too will pass, and you will be stronger because of it. So we hope that this conversation encourages you. Uh, feel free to go and read the entire blog at mycrossroads.org slash blog. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be called The Dark Night. And uh, we just hope that it encourages you and helps you in whatever season you're in. And Gozi, thank you so much for coming and sharing. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you guys next time.